Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. Great sales staff to make it work for you. Great service department, too. Makes a big difference. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Obviously, it's become no big deal. I mean, literally, uh, Corey Kluber throw a no-hitter. Nice. Good for you. Uh, But that's it. You, sir, are my hero. I mean, I just I, I, I sit there and um, that's six no-hitters in seven weeks. And, you know, what's interesting is you don't want to take away from what is a great accomplishment, but when there's one now every other night, okay. And, and Kluber's made a nice comeback. He's pitched well for the Yankees, the whole thing. And I don't want it to be lost in the in the wash here, but uh, baseball's struggling right now. And the only thing that baseball, and, and the barometer on baseball, and I'll tell you who's also struggling is the NBA. They're both struggling right now. Uh, and you can't tell... Because right now you're not at 100. percent Now let's. Uh, I I believe the game with Texas last night was sold out, right? It probably was because they've been full go from the very beginning. Uh, but you know, and part there's a couple things though. The Yankees were there, so that'll help get more tickets. But at the same time, uh, people forget. Even though that ballpark was just about finished when Jack and I saw it. Because it's right next to AT&T Stadium. Not next to, I mean, in relative proximity. I mean, okay. Fans have not been able to be in it. So there's the novelty of actually going in it for the first time this year. Because they couldn't go in it last year. Until they got to the World Series. And even then it was limited. So there's a combination of, okay, we get to go... Everybody else you don't know, but the NBA, you've got the Celtics and the Wizards, and Tatum at 50. It was a good game. They barely broke $2 million in viewership. Yikes. Not a good sign. That is not a good sign. Now, we don't have the number on last night's Warriors-Lakers game that uh, the Lakers won. But this is a dicey time because you don't have fans voting right now by not by staying away. 
You know, and of course the Yankees are massively overpriced. They they act like all their fans are millionaires. You're not a millionaire. You're a big Yankee fan. Figured I'd be a millionaire. I mean, the the common man goes to Mets games. Well, yeah, of course. So you admit you're a millionaire. Well, I mean, if you if you are fortunate enough to get a seat in, let's say, the infield in the in the lower part, yeah, you got a lot of money. That is not me, though. That is not me personally. If I'm going to a game, I'm going to be in the heavens of the new Yankee Stadium, or I'm going to be in the bleachers. There's a reason why those seats aren't filled anymore. It's because they're a lot of money per ticket. I've announced a football game in there. Does that mean anything? You've been there more times than I have. I still have the last Yankee home game I went to was the final year of the old Yankee Stadium. I have not been to the new Yankee Stadium yet. I have been to other Yankee games since then, but I have not been to the new Yankee Stadium yet. Because tickets are hard to get, and obviously, if I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> So you're not wrong, is what I'm saying. I see. All right. So... We've established that Matt has money. <laughs> Again, it was an adorable explanation, but if you're a Yankee fan, you've got to be rich. The common man goes to Mets games. Um, I could also assure you that is not correct because City Field has the exact same problems as the Yankee common, Stadium. The common man goes to Mets games. You know, and I can tell you right now, hey, the average guy ends up going to a Red Sox game because they're for the people. Sure. Oh, see, I knew you'd approve. <laughs> I'll freely admit I have not paid to see a Red Sox game. I'm trying to think the last time I paid to see a Red Sox game. Like I like I paid money. I've been really, 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 really fortunate over the years. <laughs> I've had a lot of I would say. Take my tickets. Thank you. This is cool. I love it. And I'm talking, I mean, Matt, good seats. I mean, that's a really good seats. I freely admit. Well, that's good work by you. Oh, I mean, I earned it now. I just, <laughs> yeah. but that's big. I mean, I don't, in fact, I, I'm trying to think the last time I paid to see a Major League Baseball game. I don't think I paid to see a Major League Baseball game this century. I know that. It's fun when you know people. Yes. <laughs> it really is. It, I, I got to admit, there's a part that's actually, when you know people, it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> my last Yankee game I went to was for my bachelor party when the Yankees played the Pirates at PNC Park. Oh, so you didn't really see a Major League Baseball game. You saw a scrimmage? 
Well, I can't quite say that because that was the game, of course, the Yankees lost. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The Yankees lost two out of three that series. <laughs> so what you're saying that is that even though the bachelor party was defeat, the wedding day was a winner. Correct. No, the bachelor party was fun, even in the midst of defeat. Because we had club seats. Okay. So they have the last the last Pirates game I went to would have been 2018. And I was sitting in a luxury box, uh, courtesy of Learfield, because Penn State was playing Pitt the next day. So I saw the Pirates play the Marlins. Um, so <laughs> you want to talk about a little league game at uh, the time? I don't even know if it was Triple A, but I mean, it's, <laughs> but I I hardly watched any of the game because people kept coming in the booth, right? You know, and you know, talking or pictures or whatever. So I didn't. I hardly watched any of it. It's okay. That's fine. That happens. Never that 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 never bothers me. So that never bothers me. I remember I was at Citizens Bank Park and walking up the aisle. Hey, what's our record going to be? I'm like going, okay, I'm just I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. <laughs> Hey, that stuff happens all the time. Yeah. All right. So you refuse to go to the Yankee Stadium because they priced you out. That's what you're saying. Oh, I don't refuse. I just haven't been able to get there. I'd love to get there. They, they, they but they priced you out. In most cases, yeah. But haven't you thought about turning to the Mets? No, but I I have been to a game at City the, the, Field, which was Yankees Mets. And we were still Met- way high up. The Mets are for the common man. <laughs> what was that? Chad Hershberger is doing the news today. He said Luke needs a college fund. Well, that means you're never going to a Mets or Yankees game yeah. if Luke needs a college fund. That's why I'll take advantage of other stadiums if I can't make it to Yankee Stadium. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> but also, too, I've got the rail riders in our backyard, so I can get that fill. So did I ever tell you the story about the first time I took my oldest son to a baseball game? I don't believe you have, no. So I get a hold of Gil Santos, and my son is, well, I'm trying to think, my son is six at the time, Okay. So I go with my brother-in-law, Mike, his oldest son. I take my oldest son, and we go to Fenway, and we're sitting right behind home plate. And Roger Clemens is pitching. All right. And the Red Sox were in the middle of this 24-game Fenway Park winning streak. So Clemens is pitching, and Clemens is pitching great, the whole deal, whatever. And the game's going along, and they take Clemens out. You know, I think after seven innings, they take him out. And the bullpen proceeds to blow the game. And suddenly in the ninth inning, the Twins against Lee Smith are rallying 
to tie the game. And this guy gets on the guy. Oh, it actually starts before this. In the bottom of the eighth inning, the Red Sox had a chance to put it away. And Joe Morgan, no, not the Hall of Fame player, Joe Morgan, the manager, pinch hit for Jim Rice. And Rice was furious about it, and we had a view right into the dugout. Again, we're right behind home plate. And Rice and Morgan start getting into it verbally with each other at the top step of the dugout. Pinch hitter goes up, does nothing. Shocking. Uh, And inning ends. We go to the ninth inning, and in the ninth inning, the Twins tie the game up. But the game had to be stopped because this guy got on the guy wire of the of the backstop and start shimmying down the guy wire. You're like, what the heck? Right? So the game is stopped, and then he gets up on top of the screen behind home plate and starts trying to lead cheers. And people are throwing stuff at him, yelling, Get down! I want to watch the game! Like, these are real fans. These aren't like your country club people, like the Yankee Stadium. Right? I mean, they, they, love, they love baseball. You know, not all the stuff that goes with it, like, you know, like you do. You know, you, 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 know, you, you, you just, you know, you, you just go to be seen. I understand how you operate. Untrue. I am there. When I'm there, right. I am there for the game. Right. So people are yelling at him, get out. And the police now are trying to track this guy down. The game has stopped. Right, so they're trying to track him down, all deal. Finally, he runs up the backstop and into the Red Sox broadcast booth where he is then promptly tackled to the ground by officers. And everybody's, yeah, get him out of here. <laughs> so the game goes to the 10th inning and Kirby Puckett homers. And now it's 6-5. They get to the bottom of the 10th inning. The Red Sox put two on and Todd Benzinger homers to right field, walk off, the place goes crazy. So I had to pull my son aside when the game was over. I said, no, Mike, I said, you know all this crazy stuff that happened today? I mean, you saw Roger Clemens and Kirby Puckett homer and the guy on the on the, on the on the backstop. I said, in the fight in the dugout and, you know, in the walk-off home run. He goes, yeah, Dad. I said, I said not every game is like this. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Two defenders on him to Caldwell Pope inside. He's tied up by Green. Throws it back up top. James puts up the three. Oh, it's gone. LeBron James from downtown as the shot clock expires. 
It's the greatest shot in the history of professional basketball. <laughs> At least that's how it's going to be portrayed. Of course. Uh, Mike, Mike Bream with a brilliant call is always the Hall of Famer. My respect for him is off the charts. Um, I'm a big, big Mike Breen guy. And uh, have a great shot by LeBron. I mean, you know, he's hit great shots. Robert Ory's hit great shots. I mean, it's, you know, it's just like they act like everybody on ESPN acts like it's the first time it's ever happened. <laughs> can you believe that? Yeah, I can believe it. I've seen Bird do it. I've seen, you know, Magic do it. I've seen Kareem do it. I've seen Kobe do it. I've seen Michael Jordan do it. I've seen LeBron do it. I've seen Robert Ory do it. I've seen, okay, <laughs> we've seen a lot. I've seen Steve Kerr do it. I've seen, seen Andre Iguodala do, do it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've seen them all, they all do it. I mean, it's, it's a clutch shot and a clutch moment, the whole thing. But, I mean, let's, you know, not, I mean, and believe me, a lot of people are... The act is wearing thin. I'm going to be interested to know what the ratings were last night. Me too. Because the Celtics-Wizards game barely cracked $2 million. And the first game last night, Grizzlies-Spurs, Grizzlies that was a snooze fest. Was not a, that's, that wasn't a good lead-in. You know, but you're not going to get a good lead-in. I mean, plus, the game was at 10 at night. Exactly. The game, I want to say, probably ended twelve thirty Eastern time. How many? How many in the country are awake watching that on a Wednesday? I mean, we all don't have the same loose um, schedule that the suit does. I mean, what time do you get in today? Eleven thirty. S U I T. That spells suit. I mean, he usually gets there at about 7.45 for a 7 o'clock kickoff. I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> I mean, Dave's sitting there looking around. I mean, and Doug, yeah, Doug's like, you know, darn, he did show. All right, so. <laughs> what do you need me to do? <laughs> um, why don't you make a hot dog run? <laughs> I'll take two. This is your guy. This is the guy. This is the guy that makes makes you run. Correct. Jason Kelsey admits the Eagles are in a rebuilding year. <laughs> he says we could still win this division. You want to know why? Because the division is not good. No argument there. Yeah. <laughs> It's like being a playoff team in name only. All right. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. This will get Matt riled up. Tim Tebow practice for the Jaguars today. Yeah, I saw. Blah, blah, blah. Are you getting a lot of emails about now being the hater on the show? Not yet. It's about to pour in. <laughs> you, you make no secret. There are just a lot of things in life you don't like. 
I just give you my honest opinion. What if he makes the team? Then um, the Jaguars are in a very bad spot. <laughs> Urban Meyer's already in a bad spot himself and off to a very poor start, as I figured he would be. Because I thought hiring him was a joke. And it's proven to be the case thus far. Give me an H. Give me an A. Give me a T. Give me an E. Give me an R. What does that spell? Hater. Wow. This is not the SEC. This is the NFL, Urban. Well, he's got more head coaching experience than your guy does. True. He has had more coaching success than your guy does. Collegially, not professionally. <laughs> he still has success. <laughs> he also doesn't have a uh, fishy background. I think your guy's gone fishing. <laughs> May have been deep sea, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of the planet, but I mean, I do recognize the guy can't coach. <laughs> I mean, it's, all right. No offense. I, I think the guy actually can coach. Now realizing that the pros is a little different proposition. I mean, I give Dick Vermeil credit. Dick Vermeil made a really terrific transition to the NFL. What he did with Philadelphia, what he did with the Rams, what he did with Kansas City. Okay. Going from being a college coach to a pro coach. Now, now obviously, that was the 70s when he made the transition. It's not like you, you can't succeed at the college level. Bruce Arians was a college coach. I coached at Temple at one point, as a matter of fact. That's right, yeah. Jimmy Johnson. I mean, yeah, there, there are guys that can make the transition. Even Jim Harbaugh for a year. I Jim get Harbaugh, that. Yeah. I get yeah. that, but I just don't think he will be one of those guys. Nick Saban didn't make the transition that well. Um, Nick's, they, to be honest with you, the jury is out on Nick Saban. He only did it for two years, and I think everybody thinks that he was four and twelve the two years, and he wasn't. No, he was seven and nine one year, if I remember correctly. I think he was nine and seven. Yeah, somewhere around five hundred. Yeah, it's right. not like he was god awful. I think what what did him in, in terms of like his experience in the NFL, was how the Drew Brees thing was handled. Absolutely. Um. So, I mean, you don't know. You don't know going in. We don't know how your guy's going to do. I mean, uh, right. I mean, I don't even think he called his own plays with the Colts, did he? I don't believe so. I think it was mostly Frank Reich. Well, the guy that used to work for you. All right. So, um, yes. Guy the fans drove out of town. 
Just kidding. The fans didn't drive him out of town. Yeah. Normally, um, I don't know. Normally, I, I look at experience like Joe Girardi. I think Joe Girardi's done pretty well. Um, uh, he's done better than I think uh, that uh, than Gabe Kapler did. How about that? It's a pretty low bar. But Kapler has the Giants in first place in the West, right? We'll see how long that lasts. Dodgers are very slow. Well, believe me, they got slower with Albert Pujols. He ain't going to run. <laughs> True. And the Padres, I, I, I just think I think it, they're benefiting from slow starts from those teams. I, you know. I usually put a premium on experience. You know, I'd like to see somebody work their way to get to this point. Uh, to me, you're an assistant coach. I mean, well, I'll give credit. John, John Harbaugh is a good example. What was he, the special teams guy for the Eagles? Yep. When they hired him away. Okay. But you know, I'd like to see, you know, a guy's an assistant coach, then he's a coordinator, then he's a head coach. And I think, you know, the. And believe me, being a head coach is a completely different deal. So let's go back to my conversation with Jay Wright earlier in the week. Why did I bring up Hofstra? Brought up Hofstra because the vast majority of you have no idea you coached Hofstra. (laughs) So let's start with that. (laughs) All right. But I don't think people realize Jay was at Hofstra for seven years. You know, when when a head coach... Let's talk about a college head coach. You know, they could probably translate to the pros. A lot of college head coaches communicate with each other. Why? Because there's nobody else that sits in that seat that understands what they have to deal with on an everyday basis, except another head coach. It's a different ball game. When you're sitting in that head coach's seat, you are now dealing with stuff where, as an assistant, you didn't have to deal with before. You knew about it. Maybe you had to deal with it for a little bit, but you weren't the one that had to deal with the multitude of problems, of which there are always a bunch to deal with, even with great kids. But it's a different level of responsibility of being the head coach, and it's not just what do we do on third down and two. It is okay. What happened? I could do what? Uh, all right. Bring him in here. Uh, give me, give me his parents' phone number. I need to talk to them. Or the dreaded two a.m. phone call. Oh yeah, nothing like the dreaded two a.m. Yeah, one of your players. Oh jeez. Now the assistant coaches can be insulated from stuff like this. Your guy, like Sirianni, totally insulated. And then, you know, then they, then they get then they have haters out there. He stinks. Okay. <laughs> Who does that? 
come on, admit it. Me in some cases. Sirianni is a one in three start away from you hating him. Not necessarily, because I'm expecting it. And and he's starting to grow on me, like I've said before. And done anything yet. <laughs> well, it, just in terms of trying to put his philosophies, and I think the way he's won over the the vets, when, and the way the, the Eagles worked worked out the offseason schedule with after the Eagles said they weren't going to come in for OTAs because of the safety thing, he was able to work something out where they can still get where they need to get in, but not but still heed to their request. I think that's brilliant to just do that when you just have taken over a team not that long ago. So I think he's off to a very good start, but time will tell on the field. Yeah, it's one thing to uh, we talk about it all the time. Um, the um, you know winning the off season, winning a press conference. But the bottom line is for everybody out there, you got to win games. You have to win games, and that is going to be in the no. And he's going to have time. I mean, because look, they're not. What did you have them at? I had them at seven and ten. Yeah, that's seven more than I had. Technically, three or four. I was kidding when I did it. <laughs> no, but when it comes but, to first-year head coaches, but, but, my philosophy always but, but, is you give them the benefit of the doubt after one year. What bothers me is that you never caught on. Yeah, that, that was that – was, uh, yeah, that was bad you, on my part. Get the so- lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. You were so locked in <laughs> on you. I was. That you weren't listening to the show. <laughs> to realize that he hasn't picked them one time. Wait a minute. Something's going on here. Even today, you're still not sure. <laughs> Even after I told you. Uh, goodness gracious. All right. Uh, I'm anxious, I'll tell you, I'm anxious to know what the, the rating was on last night's Warriors-Lakers game. That's what I want to find out. I really want to know what the what the overnight was on that game because the Celtics game, now I know it's the Wizards are not going to draw anybody. Okay, that I do understand. But the NBA has had um, a problem with ratings now ever since they came back last year. The regular season ratings were not good this year. I mean, they were not good. Uh, and the Celtics, Wizards, they bear, and I know it's TNT, so it's not ESPN. So that helps. Um, but It was still a, quote, playoff game, and it was still involving at least a name team in the organization, the Celtics. A team that has the ability to draw some ratings, and they only they only drew over $2 million on TNT for that in what's supposed to be a play-in. So the question is, what was it from last night? And that's something that is I, I'm going to be curious about. If it's, the, They have not drawn well all year. As I mentioned, uh, a few times, 
The NFL, after a rough patch, starting with the Ray Rice incident, and you know, and then you know how poorly they handled the football deal with Brady, uh, Adrian Peterson, a couple of other things. The NFL went through a really bad patch. I mean, really bad. But right now, you look at the last few years. The NFL has not really had any problems to deal with. Oh, there's an occasional thing that comes up, but in reality, it's no big deal. And I give um, and, and I give them credit because I think they've handled their business. They go through a draft. They handled the draft right last year. They handled the draft right this year. Uh, you know, the schedule release. You know, as absurd as it is, it's still a big deal, and they make it a big deal. Uh, the NHL. I mean, how often have I praised Gary Bettman in the past you know, year and a half? I think he's handled a lot of things really, really well. They've handled the Vegas situation coming in really well. They've handled the Seattle situation coming in really well. They handled the pandemic really well. They have, a, they have labor peace. Great. Who's not handling things well? The NBA is not handling things well. After handling things well for years... The NBA kind of like went along, got better, went along, got better, went along, got better. And then, really starting with the Daryl Morey treat, uh, tweet, I should say, on Hong Kong, the NBA has been in a skid, and they have not been able to pull themselves out. And it's not the Daryl Morey tweet, it's the reaction or then the lack thereof. The reaction to it has been, okay... And Major League Baseball. When the NBA came back last year, everyone expected to be knock it out of the park because people have been anxious and it's the NBA. and And guess what? Nothing happened. So now the excuses started coming up all the time of the year and the whole deal. Now they go through a regular season where the ratings were way down. You have a a play-in game with the, involving the Celtics. Now, Warriors and Lakers, you expect to draw more, but you're still in this game. It, it, I'm not saying, hey, nobody watched the Spurs game with Memphis, because nobody did watch the Spurs game with Memphis. Or the Pacers game. Who the heck did the Pacers even play? Charlotte? Yeah, it was Charlotte. Yeah. Right. I mean, the rate, nobody's talking about that rating. We're talking about the Celtics, 9 o'clock at night rating, 2 million fans. That's it. I don't know. That's why I want to see what was it like for Warriors and Lakers. One game. But again, this gets back to what I said yesterday about why this whole play in turning was stupid. Last night's game was the only real good game they had. Everything else was a mockery. 
Well, no, the Wizards game was, what, a two-point game at one point, and the Celtics eventually pulled away in the second half. Yeah, but it's, it and still the, wasn't entertaining. That the, the, this, this is supposed to be the time of the year where games need to be entertaining. Like, take a take a where the NHL is right now, every, every game being overtime or more. That was last night's Lakers game was the only game that was entertaining. That's why nobody's watching right now. But then when, we, when, when they get to be entertaining, then this is not necessarily the NBA's fault. It's a little bit of their fault, but the way the national media just blows it up, it ruins it because you're annoyed. I think a lot of people are turned off by it right now for various reasons. And Right, and there's other reasons, of course, that we've talked about before. Various reasons. No need to get into it. Right. Because we've already talked about it a thousand times. But starting with the Hong Kong tweet and then the reaction or the lack thereof in some areas, but the reaction to it, then the pandemic it turned a lot of fans off. And right now they are struggling to get people back to watch them. And I think if three years ago, the NBA thought they would be soaring to their greatest heights now, and right now they're struggling to get get on track. And they want more money in their TV deals coming up. They want more money in their TV deals. All right, we'll take a break. They're already getting $2.6 billion a year. What's our rights fee for Shikalemi? Is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know we overpaid on talent. All right, we'll come back with more. <laughs> oh my Almighty! Not for the not for the uh, chief. Chief's worth every dime and then some. I think we ought to give him the other guy's money. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Doug says he believes that the suit actually pays Shikalimi to call the games. (laughs) I... Yeah, I don't get involved in those negotiations. I just promote them, that's all. I just want to do the games. Here's 100. (laughs) It's supposed to be the other way around, man. (laughs) All right. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK.